It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at Three Point Pod. The fellows will get in rolling right after this from our partners. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. Hello again, everyone, and get ready for episode 261 of the Three Point Podcast, presented by Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center and SkyMet Cannabis. Our fantastic and loyal partners include, as I mentioned, Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center. A lot of really cool things going on there. Children's swimming lessons have gotten underway. Call 989-720-7081 to sign up and get in line for May lessons. Also, New add-on service flexibility training now available for for purchase at the front desk. First 55-minute session, 50% off. And upcoming big wellness center spring open house, Saturday, April 29th, 10 to 1 with free admission, over 20 health and wellness vendors. And this week's bonus in-person classes include two Thursday evening classes at 6.30 Fun and Games with Kayla and Tabitha boot camp with Sean and on Saturday morning Bosu's boot camp. I'm not sure what any of those are. Well, Tabata, I, I think it's, it's Tabata. The one is Tabata, which is basically like intervals. Uh, okay. I don't know what the other two are, but that's more reason to, to attend these events. B-O-S-U. You know what that is? Bosu, I guess. Bosu boot sure. camp. Some other anyway. form of boot camp. It's got to be a good workout. It's got to be a hard camp. one. Well, for more <laughs> details, follow and like on Facebook at Memorial wellnesscenter.com or get more info online at memorialhealthcare.org and also SkyMet Cannabis farm to stash grown right here in Michigan over 20 locations and counting check out the SkyMet Reserve that's the good stuff and also right now big discounts on flour gift cards are available and if you want to try out the Corona store brand new customer check out the coupon code 3.20 for 20% off SkyMet products for first time customers tell them 3 point podcast sent you also want to thank our local partners, AZ Printing Solutions. They've moved into new digs over at uh, 114 West Main Street, downtown Owasso. Also, Capital Sports Fieldhouse. Take your sports training to the next level there. CR Auctions, Michigan's leader 
in online auctions. Nelson House Funeral Home, serving our area since 1880. Rivals Tap House and Grill, they told me to tell everybody the patio is now open. I don't think you want to be out there tonight, though. It's a little bit chilly right now. I was going to say, I heard, um, you know, texting like my parents and family, like you guys had some 80 degree days the last couple days, oh. and then boom, back to like, it's that it's what Michigan always does. Teases you, and then yeah. Dude, right. I tell you what, though, I'll take it, man. What a awesome week, wasn't oh, it? It's the warmest it's ever been this early, I think, in my memory. Yeah. I, I, it was incredible. It's like mid, it was like midsummer. It was uh, downright hot. <laughs> so. It really was. I also want to thank uh, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. They uh, run by Jim Woodworth, saving you big money on your home loans. Well. As everybody out there probably knows that follows our podcast on a regular basis, uh, we had the week off last week. Matt, I want to definitely send a shout out to you for kind of last minute putting together the uh, three-point pods, just special broadcast with a halftime interview I did with my dad and also uh, the Hall of Fame interview we did with Bill Strigo, a couple of Cavalier greats, part of that 47 Hall of Fame team, but um, we, I took the week off me and Jared mainly because my dad passed away. He, he lived to be 92 years old. As I posted in a quick uh, tweet, you know, he's a hall of fame cavalier and a hall of fame dad for sure. And hall of fame grandfather, Jared would say, and yep. just to get this thing started off, man, I just got to say a big thank you to everybody who reached out by phone, text, cards, social media, shout outs. I mean, we had just a, 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 a private family funeral you know but uh to hear from everybody and, and the support we got uh from throughout this area shiawassee counties corona especially was just in, incredible and well appreciated by the whole family yeah it really was i mean it's always kind of difficult to go through something like that um it is a weird week for sure yeah. um sad week but yeah it's 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 it reminded me a lot you know my grandma passed away right you know at the start of covid almost three years ago, basically yeah. to the day my grandma passed away. And, it, and I felt the same exact way that you're saying. I mean, all these flowers, all the people reaching out, I mean, makes you feel pretty special and, mm-hmm. and it helps you show what a great guy, you know, my grandpa bud was because that's exactly all anybody has said about him and how good of a guy he was. So. Yeah. I, I was talking to you guys before I was trying to remember when, when I heard that this happened, if I had any, face-to-face or in-person interaction mm-hmm. with him, you know, through my high school sports playing for your dad, Jared and all that. And I can't really remember if I did, I'm sure I did at some point, but through all your guys' stories and other stories that I've heard and um, texting your dad, Jared, you know, offering my condolences. I mean, it, it just sounds like he really was just awesome cavalier. Like you mm-hmm. said, awesome dad, awesome grandpa, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think your, your dad, Jared said something like, you know, do you, you guys were just blessed to have him around for so long. And that's, of course, it's sad, but, you know, you, you, you try and look back and think like, man, he, he, he got the most out of his life from everything that I hear. You know, yeah. sometimes when you look back, you can kind of think about that. And, you know, I, I think about it, my wife and I, we, we, you know, we talk about it on this podcast sometimes whenever we're back in Michigan, we talk about moving back to Michigan. Of course, that's always a conversation all the time. And one of the reasons is for, you know, seeing our parents age and, you know, starting to think, man, you know, you start thinking about that kind of stuff and seeing our kids have how much fun they have with their grandparents. And it makes me think I got a lot of time with two of my grandparents. I didn't really get to have any time with my mom's parents, but my dad's parents, I did. My grandma's still alive. And 
you know, you start thinking about Jared, you got to spend a lot of time with your grandpa and your grandma. And, you know, you start thinking like, I kind of want my kids to have that, you know, those memories growing up. So anyway, long winded way of saying it, it sounds like he was just an awesome guy. So definitely sorry, but I know it sounds like he lived a heck of a life. Well, he did. I mean, he, he really was like, when you look back on, you know, everything, I mean, all American guy really was, I mean, look, worked at Fisher body as a mechanic for, you know, Ted, you would remember almost 50 years married for 67. I mean, maybe not quite 50, but 40 plus, or he was working for 40 plus years. Um, I mean, married for, I think 67 years, almost 67. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lived in Corona his entire life. I mean, hall of fame, hall of fame, grandpa and hall of fame Cavalier. So absolutely. But I mean, 92 years. And like you said, man, I mean, it, it's i had you know 24 years where he and i was the, basically you know i have two younger cousins but of the original grandchildren you know i was the youngest yeah. one and to think that he had at least 23 years with all of his grandchildren yeah i mean it's crazy yeah, yeah and even looking at me as as his son you know i had 66 years with him and 63 with my mother a lot of people don't have that kind of luck you know we are talking about my dad and funerals in general and it, it is it's very interesting the different phases you go through you know you go through the different things of grief and you never know when when it's going to hit you and i got to send a shout out to my brother george you know we don't get enough chat time with george everybody knows about john and me whatever because we're on the air and we're out in the public here in mid michigan but george he uh he's a special brother he's he's got the the sense of humor in our family i think jared you would agree with that right yeah, yeah. but he also he also does a great job putting family videos together and he did one for my mother and you know we all gathered at jared's parents house to watch that video after my mom's funeral and man the tears were flowing Mm -hmm. and you know i held everything together real well until watching the video uh that george put together which i think was absolutely fantastic if any of our listeners happen to want to check it out and see any of it that maybe they knew my family or my dad, you can go to George Fattel on YouTube and check it out. But we, you know, we're watching it. Uh, the funeral or the funeral, uh, dinner was over at the, at the casino in McCurdy park. I don't, I think they call it the community center. Nowadays we're in the basement and it was on the big screen and about halfway through, uh, it gets to remember when, Okay, mm-hmm. that's that song, and then that just that just got me. That's yeah. that's when the tears were flowing right there, you know. And 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 again, like I said, you just never know when it's going to hit you when you have memories. But the, the good thing is, uh, you know, I'm able to talk about it. Um, you know, I'm able to kind of salute his life, you know, because he had a great life. He was a great dad, and uh, we'll have great memories. That's yeah. and that's part of life, you know. We're all going to be in the same boat someday, and my yeah. mom. She had cancer. She had a great oncologist that gave her two and a half good quality years after the diagnosis when some of the doctors were waving her off. So we we treasured those years together. And my dad, after my mom died, I got to give him a heck of a lot of credit because, you know, we talked off air that a lot of older people, when their spouse goes, they go shortly after. And he hung in there for three years in a lot of grief, you know, missing yeah. my mom. But uh tough old bird that he was he did it all the way to the end where you know just health issues got the best of him yeah yeah i think it's something that we all hope to when we get to that point hopefully it's when we're 92 or older but uh you hope to look back and think that you got the most out of your life and you had an impact and i think it's fair to say that he had quite an impact on a lot of people got lived the most out of his 92 years and there are 
piles of memories with your guys's family so yeah def- definitely cool to hear all the stories and you know sorry of course that you guys had to go right. through that but well appreciate like said, that it is a part of life it is a part of life and we'll move on and uh we'll pick up the pace and talk about some uh <laughs> interesting sports stuff we'll have some entertainment tonight coming up here on the program as well and uh, we'll be right back with this week's prep spotlight right after this Capital Sports Field House is the home of hit and pitch and a whole lot more. The 10,000 square foot turf field can be used for all indoor sports training, including football, baseball, basketball, softball, soccer, and many other activities. Hit and pitch has seven indoor batting cages with full pitching tunnel and the state of the art hit tracks training system utilized by MLB organizations. Located in the old Capital Bowl J.C. Penny Block on South Washington in Owasso, Michigan. For more details, call Capital Sports and Hit and Pitch at 989-472-4624 or online at capitalsportsfh.com. All right, it's time now for the Prep Spotlight presented by Capital Sports Fieldhouse. And we'll start it off with uh, the latest news. Corona's quarterback, Wyatt Bauer, and his brother, Tarek, took a trip to Fort Collins, Colorado. Wyatt was offered a full-ride scholarship by the Division I Rams. They're also looking at Tarek as a wide receiver defensive back. They want to make sure that he's healthy because he has had a couple of injury problems. I mean, he broke some ribs in basketball, but uh, I think they're I think they're going to go wherever they go as a package deal. And oh. it's also nice to know that uh, you got a Division One offer already before your junior year is even completed. So that, that's a good deal for him, something to to build upon. And you know, we'll see what other kind of offers he gets, which I'm sure there'll be quite a few. It seems like sometimes you see maybe maybe with the smaller recruits, not necessarily those big five stars, you know, type of guys. But once one offer comes in, it's almost like schools or coaches wait to see, like, who's going to mm-hmm. make an offer. Once, like, a legitimate program like a Colorado State makes an offer, then maybe other schools say, all right, this kid's for real. If they believe in him, let's start making some offers because we want to get him. So you, I'm curious to see what else he gets. You have to think, you know – the, the schools in Michigan, whether some of the D2 schools, Grand Valley State, Ferris State, like we, we, we've we talked about, you know, Tony and East up there or even but Eastern Michigan, uh, Central, Western. You got to you got to think those schools are definitely looking at him because he, he's right in their backyard. So very cool to see yeah. Corona get, you know, have a, have a D1 quarterback on their team. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's never happened. It never will happen again. I'll, I'll go as far just to say that. <laughs> um, Ted, it's funny you decided, man you hung it up one, maybe one year too early, I would argue, but I, it's, I mean, you couldn't fathom another year. So it, it was your decision at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, it's, it's cool to see. I mean, the recruiting trail is something I always feel weird kind of following, but it's a big part. I mean, especially, you know, we're all Michigan fans here. Uh, it's as important as anything else. I mean, you got to get good players in your doors. Uh, right. And it's just cool to hear that a kid from Corona, you know, and two of them really, uh, that they're getting that those type of looks, uh, and and you would just hope, you know, knock on wood, that more and more will come, and hopefully they can stay local. I think we'd all like to see them at, you know, either, you know, who knows how high they can go, but right. let's just say, let's just hope that if it is like, you know, Division One, that maybe it's a max school that's here in Michigan, or even higher than that, and it's State. Michigan State. You never know, yeah. right down the road, you know. He's got the size, so we'll see. And by the way, just a little, little birdie told me, yeah, I might have hung up the radio. Not a hundred percent of the time, but remember, there are some some discussions going with uh, something in three point podcast on games, not on the radio. So 
that's just a little teaser for everybody out there. You know, the radio station is only going to probably do three Corona games. So that's six more football games that are on the schedule. <laughs> Especially when they've got a D1 quarterback at the helm. I mean, you might that might get the juices flowing a little bit more for I you. I mean, yeah. you suffered through all those winless and one-win teams, man, <laughs> just to hang it up right then. I, I mean, more power to you, man. Well, I did say to my wife, I said, hey, if, if, if I'm not broadcasting any Cavalier games, we're going to go to some of them. So. Yeah. so we'll be watching them play for sure. Speaking of Corona, yeah. uh, by the way, the Corona baseball had their hitting shoes on recently, putting up 30 runs in a doubleheader sweep of New Lothrop. That's a little bit unheard of in the last uh, 10 years or so. New Lothrop's been a powerhouse. I mean, just New Lothrop in general. When I saw that yeah. headline, I was like, dang, 30 runs, though, for a high school program in, in a doubleheader, that's exactly. a lot of runs. That's I mean, the ball. that's just a lot. <laughs> that must have been in one of those 75 to 80 degree days too, you know, yeah, she was around. You think about a, a funny, I mean, what a, they, they, they come roaring out the gates, 80 degree weather, just to have their, <laughs> just to go right back into the delays and cancellations this week. Yeah. I mean, that sucks, man. No, that's Michigan sports in the spring for sure. Uh, the Wasso softballer swept Corona winning game one, eight to two behind Danica Dwyer. She's only a freshman and uh, the lady Trojans put up 15 runs in just three innings in the nightcap. So, Corona's softball team uh, looking to rebuild a little bit there. Owasso baseball swept Chesanina. Zach Yvonne smacked a pair of home runs in that doubleheader. Uh, Owasso girls track and field, get this, they beat Corona for the first time in 28 years. Claire Agnew broke the Trojan school record in that meet by pole vaulting 11 foot 6 inches. And speaking of the Trojans track and field, I mean, they got some pretty solid girls there in the Fowler under the lights invitational at Spicer Field. Ironically, Owasso's Peyton Spicer broke the school record in the high jump, leaping 5 foot 4 inches. Now back to the Corona and Owasso track meet. Well, Corona's just a powerhouse. They've been dominant in track for how many years now? I mean, at least 10 to 15, haven't they? I mean, it was even before yeah, I even the late was, 90s. Yeah. You know, I don't know if they ever had a little dip, but yeah. Yeah, well, they beat Owasso 104 to 33 on the boys' side. Uh, Easter weekend, this is kind of a cool thing by the Cavaliers. They hosted uh, South Bend Riley High School in a series of sports, a really cool tradition started by former athletic director Jason Beldiga. Uh, all the spring sports teams went down to South Bend last spring, and uh, Riley came up here uh, Easter weekend and and returned the favor. It was pretty cool, man. I was over at my dad's house. We were doing some things after the funeral and uh, hearing uh, the PA over there as the track meet was going on a beautiful Saturday afternoon at the Nick. It was just awesome. But that's a neat, neat little uh, thing they got going on there, you know, home and home. Yeah. I would say yeah, not, not, not much of a fair trade. Uh, we, you know, Corona gets to go down, check out the Notre Dame campus. They come up here and see the bustling metropolis of Corona. But, hey, I'll take that trade 10 times out of 10 if I'm Corona, man. They did take them over to Michigan State for a little tour over there. So there you, go. You, you got Notre Dame or you got Michigan State. So what, what are you going to do? And finally, guys, congrats to Langsburg six foot two junior Xander Woodruff, who was recently named Division Three first team. All state in basketball, averaging 24 a game, as you know, and helped them to that 25 and one record. Just an outstanding a junior year and a first team All Stater. We don't have many of those around here in basketball either. No, especially he's a he's a junior. You said, yeah, he'll be back for his so senior year. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, so watch out for the Wolfpack next year. Yep. All right, that's our prep spotlight. Uh, we'll get into some sports potpourri, including some NBA stuff. Uh, 
Jalen Hurts, I see, just signed the biggest NFL <laughs> contract ever. We may talk about that, and we'll get into a bunch more right after this. Looking to buy items online? Go to CRAuctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. CRAuctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to CRAuctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out CRAuctions.com today. AZ Printing Solutions, formerly Hankard Sportswear, is a full-service print shop that specializes in screen printing, digital printing, and embroidery. They pride themselves on giving a great product at a great value. The area's go-to printing solution offers a 100% guarantee to exceed your expectations. AZ Printing Solutions has your favorite local spirit wear as well as many other apparel items in stock. Specialty items are available for family, sports, business, and charity events. Call 989-725-2979 or step into the store in downtown Owasso. Uh, so real quick, I, I can start this segment off for us. Um, I mean, the Tigers, what a <laughs> roller coaster of a season. Uh, to start. <laughs> I mean, two from two and nine, I think everyone, uh, including everybody on this podcast, maybe writing them off a little bit. As you guys know, I, I love their over of 70 wins this year. I thought that we were going to see a team that was confident, young, fun. Uh, but really the turning point uh, and what's led to, you know, three straight wins. And I'd love to get your guys' opinion on this whole thing. I mean, A.J. Hinch pulling Javier Baez uh, after, you know, kind of a base running blunder. Uh, I'll just say this about that exchange. I love Hinch, man. I really do, regardless of what happens this year, you know, maybe we faltered a little bit in our belief in this guy. I still think he's one of the best managers. I think that was perfectly executed the way he pulled Javier Baez, uh, took him down in the tunnel to talk to him. Uh, and props to Javier Baez. I'm surprised that Baez didn't have more of a reaction. Just basically accepted it. Like, yeah, it's not that I shouldn't have. That obviously shouldn't have happened. I'm not in this game. You know, take me out. Didn't fight it at all. Just went down and called it a night. Uh, and Hinch just perfectly handled it. Said, hey, it's not just Baez. This is a team issue. It just happened that he was the one that was that kind of broke the camel's back. And from then, I mean, three straight wins. Uh, obviously, they lost that night, I believe. Uh, but three straight wins since then. Uh, and I think that that's a big moment when you p- call out, you know, arguably your best player like that, the veteran on the team, I think it kind of woke everybody else up to like, Hey, we got to focus in. Uh, and this yeah. has been a joke, uh, to start the year. So I, I think that moment will be one when you look back, you know, if this team ends up kind of staying where they're at right, right below 500, if they kind of write the ship a little bit here, I mean, you got to look back at that moment. I mean, it's awesome. I loved it. I love Hinge. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Cause I- or even though these games, you know, you sometimes you hear people say 162 game season. What does game eight really matter? Game 10, 11. But you can, if you bury yourself too early, you you do that. You bury yourself too early. So like if you get, you know, you start off two and 15 or, you know, three and 16, something crazy like that. That's almost too deep of a hole to dig out of, even if you do catch fire in, you know, May or June or something like that. So the Tigers going on a three game win streak. I know they've had a couple games postponed or whatever, you know, the last couple of days, but it, you have to start somewhere. So if you're going to turn around and even like you said, Jared, just stay around 500. We're not saying all of a sudden they're going to win the AL central, but if they're just going to improve <laughs> and stay right. around 500, you've got to start somewhere. And they started, they've got a little win streak going. So 
any positive momentum is good. Um, but let's keep it keep it real, I guess. They're still dead last in the league in batting average, slugging percentage, OPS, total bases, and they're second to the last in the league in runs scored. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're on a three-game win streak. You have to start somewhere, but that offense is still – anemic <laughs> they yeah they have room to improve without right. a doubt but yeah, yeah. but if you look at the picture right this second i mean they're four games out of first cleveland's yep. only nine and seven so hey if they can turn it around that'd be great I'm, I'm not so optimistic that they'll hit the 70 win mark but i guess we'll see and and jared to your point 100 right on hinch i mean if he wouldn't have done that he, he's just going to be gone because that yeah. means he completely gave up any big league manager in that situation. Sure. It takes balls, but he handled it perfectly. You know, some managers like Billy Martin or even maybe Jim Leland would have made a spectacle right in right. the dugout where yeah, you don't want to, you don't right. want to show the player up. No. Right. And like you a, said, Jared, take, take him down to the tunnel and be like, all right, we can't, you can't do this. Yep. You know? So and, yeah, I, I've, I've I've been a little skeptical of Hinch. I don't think he's like garbage. I don't I think I don't think he's like Brad Osmus, you know, when he was with the Tigers. Imagine if we had AJ Hinch when when they hired Brad Osmus with that oh, roster right. that the Tigers had. Probably would have won a World Series or two. Right. Um I do still think he's one of the best managers in the league. He's just been given nothing. I mean, this this roster is pretty bad. So you got to build somewhere. So hopefully they can get some stuff going. Yeah, and and I mean, they have some young young hitters. Still, yeah. it all starts on the mound. And if they don't get these right. guys like Scooble back, and I don't know if Casey Mize will ever make it back, but, you know, those are two of the arms they were relying on heavily, yeah. Big a big part of this rebuild, and they got to figure it out on the if, hill. I, I, if they can just – I mean, it's a, it's, a long, it's a long way to go until Scooble would be back July. Right. But it would just be – it would be fun to see if they're – you know, if they hover right around, let's say they're five games below 500, they can just mm-hmm. somehow survive until then. It would be fun to see what – injecting him into the lineup or into the, into the rotation, what that would maybe do to this team. Cause he is fun to watch pitch, man. I mean, he strikes guys out. It's, I got a bit of a, uh, something to admit, Ted, I, you would probably, if you were dead, you'd be rolling over in your grave hearing this. Um, <laughs> it might kill me. I, I've been loving this MLB season. These rule changes, uh, the Tigers, I don't, they, you know, whether they win every game or not, I've been locked in more than I was, you know, at the start of the Pistons season, more than I've ever been, you know, for a Red Wings season. Uh, obviously, everything but the NFL and with the Lions. I, I'm loving baseball. I, I don't know. It, I guess that's a sign you're getting old. <laughs> it's kind of sad when I really think about it, but it, I'm loving it. I, I can't put into words why I love it so much. I finally get it. I, yeah. I, I'm like finding myself like I want to learn more about the strategy of baseball. I want to read like some encyclopedia, some book uh, explaining more of the ins and outs of it. But I, I'm just I'm so in on baseball. How did this happen? If you need <laughs> to know anything, I'm right here for you. young nephew. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you anything you want to know. There's your encyclopedia right yeah. there. Right. right. Ah, but I will say this. I mean, it's got to help that you, you work in Major League Baseball. I mean, that's got to help, doesn't it? That you're around it. You're soaking it all in day in day out right i don't but i haven't had that that same thing hasn't happened with hockey or with the nba no i, I maybe love it maybe it's in part because i mean i was just kind of dogging the tigers i was gonna say because the pistons oh. haven't really showed much promise right. or anything and really the red wings started to the red wings were playing much better this season but the, the tigers it still feels like you know with aj hinch it still feels like all right let, you know, the rebuild is supposed to be going in the right direction. You know, I don't know if it has something to do with that. I think baseball too, it is just, 
it is one of those games, like, unless you just love baseball in general, it does help to like understand the strategy a little bit because mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, Jared, that the pace of the play being sped up, I think has helped a lot. You know, people might say like, Oh, it's only shaving basically a half hour off of each game. But when you go from like three, three and a half hours to two and a half hours or something, that's a huge difference. Um, but like when you, you know, when it comes to whether it's, a uh, guy, you know, bunting a guy over to move a player in scoring position or, you know, sack flies or certain pitching changes that are made. If you kind of understand strategies like that, I think that's when you really start to understand or enjoy baseball a little more when you, when you get those things, you know, cause then, it, you know, basketball, you're just watching, you're just watching dudes score, you know, you know, kind of the same with football. If you understand like coverages on defense or, you know, why, certain plays are being called on offense that helps you understand the game or enjoy it a little more. But I think that is a big thing with baseball. Yeah. You know, I'm resigned to the fact of the, uh, of the, of the clock. I mean, okay. It, it, it sped up the pace. No question about it. I do have, I do have one. I, I think I saw a tweet on it or something. You know how the world baseball classic, you know, had that showdown with Otani and trout and no shot or no uh, pitch clock. Yeah. What do you think about a tweak? And maybe when you get to the ninth inning, eliminate the clock so you can have more more drama, if you will. You don't need the no, you don't. There's enough drama that it's you don't even notice the clock's there. It just seems like it's like the natural pace of the game. Uh It's how it should be. Uh, Yeah, you have the one like think about that. That's like maybe the at bat of the year. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, it was a granite. Yeah, we all were loving it in that moment, uh, not having a pitch clock. But that is a that's a rarity. Yeah. Um, and yes, it would happen in the playoffs in the World Series. But even when there's guys on base, most likely when these situations would happen, so you get another five seconds. You get twenty whole seconds mm-hmm. to throw pitches, man. I mean, you don't need you don't need more than that. I, I agree. Yes, it is. I guess kind of nice in some of those situations, but it's not worth a whole rule change. And I think it'd be a little bit unfair if you do it the entire year and then in the biggest moment of the season, this whole new rule is different. Now the batter's taking breaks. Now the pitcher's taking forever. It, I don't think that's fair. Well, no, I'm not saying I, I'm saying change the rule completely. I mean, not just wait till the playoffs. I mean, if they tweet, maybe they won't do it this year because it, it, you know, they can't do it. But maybe after this season's done, after we get through the postseason, it might be something to consider. You know, are you know. willing to admit now that we've looked back on it? You know, <laughs> are can you admit that you were dead, dead wrong about the pitch clock? I, or where are you at with that? Are you not? Are you going to die on that take? No, I'm not. I'm not going to admit either way. I'm just going to say. I liked baseball before. I like baseball <laughs> now. I mean, what what do you want me to say? I baseball is my favorite sport. It really yeah. is. Even though even though football is the one that really gets the juices going. There's no question about that. But I, I just love the game of baseball. I liked it before when it was slow, and I like it now when it's faster. So I, that's what that's where I'll leave that. Now let me ask you this, Jared, before we move on to NBA, Matt kind of teed it up a little bit with the Pistons. Um, what were you working Sunday? Uh, were you on the clock uh, for that long no, delay? No, I was thankful I wasn't. Wow. I don't know what the deal was. I, I don't understand. I don't. I, I feel like with this way, I've always been with with delay. I hate delays mm-hmm. uh, unless it's like a clear like, oh, this is very a real spotty shower, and then we're gonna be back in action. I've always been, which is what they did today. Soon as they saw the weather, we're canceling it. We're right. not delaying it. Whereas yesterday, I feel like the only way they could have done wrong in that situation was doing what they did. Five which hours was just waiting. I don't know. I don't know what the thought was. I just cancel it. 
or, or don't. Uh, or play it because it never just, did just, rain that hard. <laughs> I will also say this. I don't like if I was working, I can understand why people would be upset. I don't know. Why do people who are just like at home, like, why does it really matter what decision they make? The game's right. going to get played sooner or later. Why does it like people are like literally acting like the world was ending over this decision? Oh, oh they should like that. even today when they canceled the games. Oh, we should have played yesterday. Saw people I know tweeting, tweeting that out. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Why do you right. care? I mean, I would I would assume part of the reason why they were trying to get it in is because it was with the Giants, and yeah, that's the West only Coast. time they were coming this way. So now they got to try and figure out a random time that the Giants can fly to Detroit and fit one game in. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm I'm with you. The the delays, maybe it's more for people who work, <laughs> whether on TV right. or if you're at the stadium or you know whatever you're doing, are the worst. I mean, because there's college baseball. It always seems to be certain teams, LSU, you know, down yeah. there and all these rainy areas in the South. There's always weather delays. And there's always those times that every other game in the conference or every other game that we're covering is is wrapped up. But we're waiting on this one game that had a four hour rain delay and they're playing at three in the morning. And we're like, why are you doing this to these college kids? Like, what? Right. just call this game. No one really cares about this, but we have to wait till this game finishes to get our highlight done. So yes, weather delays. If you work in sports television are the worst. <laughs> yeah, it, it really, I mean, it really is. And I'll just, yeah. I'll second what you said. It sucks. Although I will say it's a small price to pay. Obviously <laughs> we, we would do it all like over again and it's not like you're not getting paid during it, man. Right. So you can't really, can't really complain too much, but yeah. But again, I'll just say I don't understand the 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 general fan. I guess they're just really dying to watch this this red hot Tigers team. Uh, that's okay. I guess. Well, Sunday afternoon. I mean, how would you like to have bought tickets? You know, spend big hard earned money and wait around five hours until they call the game. You know, yeah. You, you got to give the fans that actually showed up to the ballpark a break too. You know. Oh well, I mean, it's just yeah. a mistake. You know, we'll move on and. Speaking of moving on, let's move on to the Detroit Pistons, a sparkling 17 and 65 record. Dwayne Casey, hey, he made it out alive. He's moving into the front office. They're going to be having a new head coach. Uh, Just some thoughts on the Pistons. And then I got a couple of NBA thoughts that I definitely want your guys' opinions on after that. I mean, my my thoughts on the Pistons are pretty simple. They, They still seem very far away from being an actual contender. I think I think it's good that they're moving on from Casey. He didn't, you know, not that he was like a bad guy, bad coach. It just didn't seem like the right fit. Mm-hmm. So cool that he's moving to the front office because he obviously knows the game. He's a former coach of the year, so he obviously knows what he's doing. Um, but they need some new blood in there with with this young team, and hopefully they find the right guy. The list right now I've seen of potential candidates. Nothing too exciting, to be honest with you, like a Jerry Stackhouse and, you know, some ah. other, it's just kind of like, okay, I'm not really sure if that's going to improve things. But my biggest takeaway, and I've said it too many times, that someone's get, they need someone to turn into a superstar, whether it's going to be Kate Cunningham, whether it's going to be Ivy, whether they do get the number one pick and, and draft uh, Wembenyana or, you know, if they right. get somebody else. If you watch the NBA playoffs, so kind of paralleling with the playoffs, the good teams, it, it's not, this isn't rocket science. The good teams have legit superstars. And mm-hmm. if you don't, you're not going to be a contender. I mean, it's really that simple. The 04 Pistons, you know, that formula doesn't really work in today's NBA. So, you know, the Grizzlies weren't good until John ja Morant became a superstar. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're, you're banking on Cunningham actually turning into a legit player, Ivy, or like I said, maybe when, when Bignani, if you get the, the number one pick, but. 
it's 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 funny to, to me like i think casey i think he's a good coach obviously i love i mean he was great to cover i mean always a good dude <laughs> always seemed genuine always had a smile on his face man no matter how good attitude kind of got yeah good just a good guy through and through um i think he's a good coach i just think in in the nba especially i mean he's been there for what i think seven years with his young core he's been there you know okay the last two years i this thing at some point you just need a new voice i don't think he's yeah. i don't think he was a bad coach I, I think he is a good coach um and i like that we're kind of keeping him on in the staff as like kind of overseer or whatever his role will be but i just think at some point you just need to get a fresh voice in there i mean the first name that comes to i think everybody's head is former celtics coach i mean mm-hmm. i mean doka obviously had a little bit of a checkered history with the Celtics, but I mean, guy can coach ball games uh, and he seems like he connects well with the young players. So if he's out there and it sounds like the Pistons are interested in him, I mean, he's number one on my list. I don't even know who you would have to that's, that's the number one though. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it comes down to the draft lottery. It really does with this. It's crazy how much basketball relies on the draft and getting lucky. Uh, I mean, as good a chance as anyone, 14% chance, which really doesn't seem that high when you think about it. Yeah, but 14% chance to land a generational talent. I mean, it's it's funny to think about how much that could sway everything. I mean, season ticket, like we all hear the story about how, you know, the Knicks, when they got Patrick Ewing, like all the players, everybody got season tickets right after that happened. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it would be like that with the Pistons. If you get Wembanyama, I mean, the place is going to be buzzing uh, where I work, and, and Little Caesars Arena is going to be buzzing come opening night next year. One thing that bothered me about this Pistons season, I'll just say this real quick, I hate how everybody said, like, this team has made no progress. I mean, what do you expect when you lose your number one pick from a year ago at the, right at the very start of the year? I, I feel like people are a little bit too harsh on the team this year. You can't put too much stock into the season, especially when it came to Casey or it came mm-hmm. to overall development of the business. When you look at their draft, I mean, they nailed the Jalen Duran pick at 13. He's good. He's basically putting up the numbers we haven't seen since Dwight Howard as a teenager. And then I think we all agree that Ivy's a good player. So I, I think that they're they're not as far off as – I think I don't think they're as far off as we think is, is yeah. what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not totally closing the door on them, even if we don't land Wembanyama. Yeah. That would obviously be a big depressor, but I still think they're a solid team that's trending upwards, regardless of the record. Here, here is Ted take number one. Okay, and I want to hear you guys' thought on this. Perfect example: the Pistons this year, the draft lottery. It needs to go. I mean, <laughs> what is the sense of the draft lottery? They don't have it in any other sport. Why do they have it? Is it because of money? I mean, teams are tanking anyway just to be in the lottery. Why not? The, the Pistons deserve to be the worst team in the league. They deserve the number one pick. Tell, explain to me or sell me why we need to have a draft lottery. Well, I think it was put in to avoid the obvious tanking because you could we, tank and be the worst team in the league, but that doesn't guarantee you the number one right. pick. You know, right. whereas you know the Pistons could have say say there was no lottery. When there's 15 games left in the season and they're clearly looking like they could be there, just try and lose the last 15 games of the season, or, or 20 or 21 like they did, right? You know, so that that's really all it is to try and avoid the tanking. But obviously, I, under, I understand why they did it, right. but it's not working in my no. viewpoint. It doesn't no. work. But why does it? I guess I don't. I don't. I don't have strong feelings on it either way. Yeah. <laughs> I, why I mean, not? It's kind of a fun night. It's an extra night. Yeah, maybe it's the money. Maybe it's the ratings or whatever. Yeah, it's a TV. I don't hate whatever. It. It's it's it, you're not you're never going to totally solve tanking. I think it helps a little bit, but you're never going to totally solve it. And I, I don't I don't have much of a problem with the lottery. I mean, how long has it been a thing? For a very very long time. It's not like it's something that's new. I know. Uh, in the last ten years. But here's this crap piston team. Our team. And, and they got a 14% chance of getting the number one choice. They should have the number one choice. 
it's that simple to me. I think it's just I, I think you're saying this because it's the Pistons that could that are partly partly right. it is. It's it's never but, been an issue for you in the past. It's but didn't just we just watch of, we watched Dallas tank with we watched them tank. We watched the Pelicans not play their big guy. He's 100 healthy. What's I mean? It just it just drives me nuts. I, and 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 on top of that, I'm going to go on my soapbox again. I'd like your guys' opinion on this. You know where I stand. This load management stuff. Yeah. Players sitting out. Come on. I mean, you. It, it's again for the fans. If if I'm going to pay big money, or if I got a little kid that I want to take go see the Pistons play LeBron James and the Lakers. And he decides to set that one out. Is that really fair? Don't you think it's more fair? They play the games if they're healthy. And if the coach wants to play some load management, cut his minutes. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. I don't know. The load management thing is a tough because it obviously like it, it's a newer thing, I guess, but it's just a part of the game. I mean, I don't know. It, it's definitely like as a fan, it would be frustrating to the one trip that LeBron comes to Detroit or right. Charlotte or, you know, wherever you buy tickets, you buy tickets for your kids, you know, family of five, you're going to the game. And then he's sitting out and it's like, Oh, we just wasted $600 or whatever to go to this game. You know? So that kind of stuff for sure is frustrating. I don't know what the solution is. I don't know if you hold people accountable. Like if they don't get a game check, if they're sitting out for load management, you know, not for a legitimate injury, That's not but then you would idea. have people just saying like faking injuries, you know, or something True. like that. You know, I, I really, I don't know really what the solution you, is. I think it's just it a part of the game. Like I do. I, I think it's a big problem. I, I think here's what I would do. I think the, there's, they're not going to do it. They'll never do it. I would, I would say the NBA needs to reduce their games to 72. Oh, I definitely uh, think that should happen. It would just keep the same length for the season, yeah. get rid of the back-to-backs. I mean, I don't know. I I can't blame for teams for doing it. I mean, let's say the Pistons get Wembenyana. I don't want to see him playing in his rookie year all eighty-two games. Right. It's. I mean, now now people will argue, and and I think Kevin Durant even backed it up. I think Stan Van Gundy is one that said it. Basically, like the the load management and how we treat these guys with kid gloves now, it's like leading to more injury yeah, than right. it ever has. I mean, if you look at the playoffs. Uh, just the first two days that we've seen so far, and there's already been a, a few different injuries. Now the big uh, debate is the charge rule, which Ted, <laughs> since you're on your soapbox, might as well add that one to to your soapbox. I, I didn't even pay attention rule. to that. It was so stupid. That yeah. was actually a comment that was made. You got to be kidding me. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean they're talking about so obviously two of the injuries you're talking about, Jared, were coming off of guys trying to take a charge. You know, they're saying that they kind of undercut the offensive player going up for a shot. They came down. One guy tweaked his back. The other guy kind of messed up his wrist when they fell yeah. down. I mean, what? Like, where does it stop? It, it's kind of getting to the point, like with football. I, I'm I'm fine with some of the changes they made in football to try and make things a little safer for players, but it it will get to the point where it's like it's not even going to be football if you keep making these changes. Mm-hmm. Similar to if you start doing stuff like this in basketball, you take away charges. That's a huge part of the game. I mean, you already can barely touch players. You know, if you're playing defense, you can already barely touch the offensive player. If you take away the charge and Ja Morant is going up for dunk, LeBron James is flying to the basket, you know, like a freight train like he does. Like, what what else are you supposed to do? Just let him go? You know, or I guess you jump up to try and block the shot. But that's a big part of the game. Step in front to take a charge. Otherwise, offense is already at an advantage. That gives them an even bigger advantage if you can't take a charge. So that, yeah, that whole discussion is just ridiculous. That mm-hmm. like. 
it's, those those injuries don't happen that often, and it's kind of like a freak type of thing when a guy tries to take a charge and they both kind of fall awkwardly. That's just part of playing sports. I feel like I mean that, that's just part of it. I don't know. Yeah, the load. I, I think I replied to one of your tweets, Ted, about the load management. I'm not saying like I feel this way or like my my opinion. I've I've just seen older players talk about this that back in the day it was a little different when it came to the training that mm. like I even, one of the interviews was Michael Jordan talk about it, that. Like when his seasons would end, he wouldn't touch a basketball He'd go basketball golfing. for weeks. He'd go yep. golf for a month, you right. know, like they would actually legitimately get away from the game, let their bodies heal. And I, you know, they, they've said like, that was maybe in a sense, our load managing, we would actually take the off season to recover. Whereas right. now, if you're not like in the gym around the clock, you're seen as like a slacker, hmm. you know, like I've seen people talk about how like James Harden isn't as committed as like Kobe Bryant was. So that's why he's not as like great as Kobe Bryant or, you know, stuff like that. Like if you're not in the gym at 4 a.m., first one in, last one out, getting multiple workouts, you're seen as like you don't care as much or something like that. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that, you know, if that has something to do with it or not. But well, do you, do you, do each of you have an opinion? I mean, are you in disagreement on this whole load management, resting guys when they're not, when they're healthy? I mean, I understand about, you know, shortening the season. Okay, that makes some sense. I I would agree with that. But do you think it's fair for these guys? I mean, think about, and and we know these athletes are entertainers, right? You're paying decent money. Go see them. There's big TV money out there, all that that goes along with it. Would you uh, be happy if you went to a Taylor Swift concert and she gets about 10 songs in and says, sorry, that's it. I'm going. Uh, you're funny, man. What a, it's entertainment. What a it's entertainment. Apple to oranges. Well, comparison. whatever. I'm just, that's just yeah, a I wild mean, one. Yeah, it is. I, no, I, I don't like load management. I just, but again, if if your number one thing is we want to win championships, it it's you should be doing it. So I can't fault it, man. If, if load management has given me another two years, uh, you know, on the back end of LeBron James's career for yeah. whatever the Timmy who missed him play in Cleveland in 2017. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that always cracks me up. Uh, that deck, like the world ended because LeBron didn't suit up uh, for I, some game. No. I, mean, I, I, I 100 disagree. I disagree with that take all the way. Yeah. One, have you seen how much NBA tickets are nowadays? They're they're like 10 bucks. Oh, oh are they? We, we got the Detroit, one, we paid $600 for it. Okay, so you're rich. And guess what? I guess sorry, it didn't bounce your way this time where your uh-huh. $600 courtside tickets, you didn't get to see LeBron. You just got to see Anthony Davis and – play against you know john moran and yeah well i look I, at I, just, it this, I don't sympathize with those people it's i, look at it, this, no I look at it this way jared these people these blue collar people are these people that can <laughs> afford those seats they work hard for their money and these nba players blue or collar. any of these other pro athletes it's astronomical how much money they make they mm-hmm. owe it to the paying fan oh to play they owe it to them they do it's that simple so you're okay, um, like if you're, it, it, let's like I said, I keep bringing back Wimbanyana. Wimbanyana, yeah. if he is playing, you 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 need him to suit up all eighty two. Why not? Why not? If he needs a rest, you rest him in the game. Why not? <laughs> I mean, what's what, I guess you'd say they play eighty two games. I mean, play, when I, what, when I you, worked at my job, I went to work three hundred days a year or whatever it was. I went to work. Go to yeah. work. You're getting a paycheck to work. It's that yeah. simple. <laughs> Yeah, it, it that's what I mean. Clearly, it's a there's not like a clear solution to it because I think it's past the point of no return type of thing. Mm-hmm. Load management is just a part of the game now. And 
Like they're they're trying to make rules now that you can't win individual awards if you don't play like a certain amount of games. Oh, wow. So you know, like I saw like Giannis, 65, yeah, yeah, like Giannis only played I think sixty three or sixty five games this year. So like with the new rules, he maybe wouldn't be eligible to mm-hmm. win MVP. Um, but then I've seen some players say like that's that's not really going to change things because some of these individual awards, some players don't they really don't care. care, you know. Unless so, what what I think you should do is put. You know, you're talking about the amount of money these players make, put incentives in that contract. If, you know, the mm-hmm. the, uh, the franchise wants LeBron playing, they want Giannis playing, they want John Morant, whoever playing as many games as possible, put incentives in the contract. If you play 65 games, you get X amount of dollars. If you play 75 games, if you play all 82, you get your full contract or something like that. So Maybe that's something you could do, but I honestly think, and I'm not trying to be like a get off my lawn. I'm yelling at the clouds, old person here or something. I think it's just today's generation. I think it's just these athletes. It's part of it. If, Mm -hmm. if they don't want to play back-to-backs, they're not going to. (laughs) It's, but it's, it's, I guess it's not always the players. I feel like it's a lot of times it's like, it's ownership. I mean, if I'm an owner, if I'm a GM, it makes no sense. Sorry, Jared, the the Zion thing, you brought up Zion, Ted. Right. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like it was the management that didn't want him playing. He was probably able to go, but they were like, whoever it is. Yeah. It's a bad problem. I guess we all three agree that it's not a great thing. This load management phenomenon. I'll leave you with this. You tell me what, what, what is the better, better outcome of, of his career? Let's, let's take it back to your day. Yeah. Bill Walton. Do you think right. it was worth it for him to on those knees, you know, be playing every night like he probably did those first few years? Or do <laughs> you think it would have been smarter to dial it back to 60 games a year and you probably get another three, four prime Walton years? Yeah. What 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 that, was that, the right thing for him? That that's not a bad point by the young guy here, but uh Bill Larry Walton Bird. Just, if if Larry Bird was load managing with that bad back, would he have got a couple more good years out? Yeah, maybe, maybe it's, it's, it's debatable, right. I guess, but you know, Michael the, Jordan, the Michael Jordan thing, though, and pe- people just love Michael Jordan. Of course. I, right. I just always laugh. Cause it's like, he literally took years off. Yeah. yeah. He took years wow. off in the, in the middle of his career. <laughs> so like, what are we That's talking true. about? He that missed more true. time in that one singular season than all these load management guys. Man. I, I, I will tell you, this might be the old guy in me talking, but I'll take that era anytime over today's <laughs> era. <laughs> I would I will take it any time. Bird, Magic, Kareem, that whole bunch. I I would take them absolutely. Um, all right, I'm fair. I'm I'm off my soapbox, guys. Yeah. Uh, any, do we want to get into college hoop talk at all? Well, well, I think we need to talk about these. I just got a couple of real quick things oh, on these ahead. NBA playoffs. Yeah, I mean, one, Matt, I know you're loving it. The Lakers, yeah. mm-hmm. I love it, man. I mean, you guys know I'm a LeBron. I'm, if I'm not a Pistons fan, I'm wherever LeBron is. So when he plays. he's on the Lakers and they are looking <laughs> damn good. I'll be the first to, I don't know what you said. I'm just gonna keep talking. Um, I'll be the first to admit I was wrong on Palinka, man. He has built a roster. I don't know how I, they built it out of, out of scraps, Yeah, <laughs> but I, I blame it more on the LeBron James effect, man. He has got these guys confident in themselves. They're playing well. They're playing in their roles. Him and AD, as long as they're healthy, I mean, they're going to be a big time problem. I lo- I never thought I'd get one more kind of LeBron run. But from everything we saw in game one against the Grizzlies, John Morant most likely maybe out game two, maybe out. more. I mean, how do you not love the Lakers going forward? It's They're a fun group to watch, too. Especially with that guy Austin Reeves just going yeah. off. I mean, they've, they've got some cool storylines. And I, I think kind of along the load management storyline, I think that today's NBA, the Lakers, you know, they kind of had to fight their way in to the seventh seed. 
they don't really care where they're at. Like if they have to load manage in the middle of the season and maybe lose some of those games and not be the number one seed, the Lakers knew just get in the playoffs, get in the playoffs healthy with LeBron AD, their retooled roster. You know, they got rid of Westbrook. They added a bunch of other role players. Their, their roster is very good. Now it was just like, get into the playoffs and we'll be fine. We just got to be healthy. So that's why a team like the Lakers kind of to Jared's point, just get through the season as healthy as you can. And we'll be fine in the playoffs. I just the play NBA playoffs deliver all the time. Sometimes in the first round, you might have a, a little a dud of a series if it's a mismatch. But you know, you got a series like the Cavs and the Knicks. You know, not that I really watched either of those teams that much during the regular season. But that that series is going to be great because they're very evenly matched. Um, but I think it's up for grabs, and that's why I agree with you, Jared. If the Lakers can be healthy, they could definitely win the championship because. You know, the, the Nuggets are at the top of the West and yeah, Jokic is great, but like, do you trust the Nuggets? The story going in was the Suns with Durant and they hadn't lost, you know, since they got Durant, but you know it's what I'm going to say? I don't trust any team led by CP three. And <laughs> I just, I mean, and they, they lost game one and I've just, you know, Durant's great. Booker's great, but I just, Durant hasn't really done anything without Steph Curry. And, you know, he, he left Golden State, and we've seen what's happened since he left Golden State. Same with the East. I mean, who are you taking in the East? I, I just – I love that I'm obviously paying attention to Lakers. The rest of it is just wide open. I, that's, I just love the NBA playoffs. It's a, with, it's, with load management or not? You don't know who's going to win the title. I mean, it's – it. I don't remember a year. This has never been the case in my life. Now, granted, LeBron's always been in this prime. Uh, throughout my entire life and it was basically LeBron's going to be in the finals who is he going to play that's going to be who wins the title um so no it's 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 a blast I mean my biggest takeaway outside of the Lakers and just how much fun I had the same reaction as you Matt I mean the NBA NBA playoffs wow (laughs) uh Ted Ted shits on the product all the time at the NBA but he (laughs) guess who wasn't shitting on it this past weekend that's Ted it was awesome Oh, I, I won't. Games. I won't shit on the NBA playoffs at all. I, this is when I start watching. To tell you the truth, <laughs> so I mean, uh, this is this is NBA season right now. You yeah. know, had, had a little opening day baseball, but now it's NBA season. You know, and then we'll get deeper into baseball. But I agree with both you guys. I mean, I've never been an NBA hater when it comes to the playoffs, but that's usually when I start watching. It really yeah. is. Now, Pistons when they're good, I'll watch them during the regular season. Some, but the playoffs are where it's at. And then what's nice about the playoffs is they actually play defense. I mean, they're hey. they're out there playing basketball the way it's supposed to be played. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's for it's, the money. I mean, you see the injuries. You see guys are taking yeah. charges, dive on the floor. I mean, yeah. it's they care and they play that's hard. Right. I mean. They, it's awesome. Uh, one thing I just got to say, the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. I mean, what a oh, fun yeah. series that is with the Warriors. I, I didn't. I had no idea about this whole light the beam tradition, but it's freaking <laughs> awesome. Uh, and I know when when this pod comes out, a game two will be played tonight. But, I mean, what a scene that was in Sacramento for that playoff game number one. What a tradition. I'd never heard of it. Next thing I know, I'm looking at the screen. They got like a laser beam shooting into the sky. Uh, I mean, I just it, what a cool tradition. I just had to shout that out. I mean, it took my breath away, man. It wasn't yeah, that. The, the, I'm sorry, Matt. The Kings yeah. haven't even been in the playoffs since like 2006 or something like that. Been a yeah, long I think time. It's a 17-year drought. Wow. So it had been a while. So that that's also what you know. Any sport could do it, but there's always. It seems like there's always cool storylines in the NBA, like the Knicks kind of getting back in, the Kings mm-hmm. getting back in. That series is going to be great, Kings and Warriors. But I, I guess you know. You, 
I'm a big NBA fan, Jared, you are too, but the NBA playoffs, because it, it's all games that you can just turn on. Even if you don't, like I said, if you don't like, like right now, the, the Nets and the Sixers are playing. If you have no interest in the Nets and the Sixers, you can still turn this on. It's going to be a high intensity game. So absolutely. And you did tweet something, Matt, that's hundred percent correct when it's referencing me. The late games will be DVR'd at least the second half. First thing in the morning, my cup of coffee, I'll be enjoying some NBA playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Me, me too. I mean, it's tough. These 10 o'clock tips. I mean, cause tonight, like you said, Jared, it's the, the Kings warriors game yeah. too. I highly doubt I'm going to be up till the end of the game. Cause you know, you, I got yeah, early mornings sucks. with those, with those kiddos waking up at six 30. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's an early wake up call. So. Amen. Yeah. Um, before we get to entertainment, uh, just quickly on college basketball, looks like, again, we talked about it the last time we were together, Juwan Howard's going to the, the portal and scored a couple decent players to fill in. And I, I don't know if it's true or not, but is there any, any bit of possibility that Dickinson comes back? Do you think it's a complete done deal that he's moving on? I mean, it seems like from uh, I've seen a number of articles say that it, the window is still open, I guess, that he could come back because you, you can pull your name out of the portal right. and stay, you know, wherever. So he could. I feel like it'd be a, kind of an odd look for him it would. to be like, I'm going to look around and then I'm going to see what you guys do. Oh, you you got a few good players. All right, I'll come back. You know, that, that'd be kind of strange. Um, I think our, our friends at Blue by 90 put out an article that he's, I guess, Kentucky is a, con, a potential landing spot for mm-hmm. him. So, you know, go play for Coach Cal for a year. That'd probably be good for him. But, hey, Michigan had to do something. Like right. you said, they've landed a few good players. Hopefully no one else leaves, you know, some of their young players. And the, the biggest thing is, you know, Michigan State's got a bunch of dudes coming back. A lot of their players are coming back, Walker, Hall. Um, and you know, they've got some other guys coming in. Basically, Hauser's the only guy that leave, left for the most part. Michigan State's gonna be clicking be from day That'd one. I mean, they've they've got a team that's already played a bunch of basketball together, you know. Yeah, they'll have to figure some stuff out, but you know, they'll be fine. It it's back to what college basketball is nowadays. Michigan, you know it's gonna be rough. You know, maybe they have a hot streak early, but it's gonna be a bunch of dudes who have basically never played together. So we won't know who Michigan is probably until late January, February, you know? So you, you probably have seen more of uh Caleb love play than Jared and I, is yeah. he, is he going to be good? Is he, is he bring baggage? What's the story? Uh, he likes to shoot. Uh-huh. He, yeah. He's a, I think uh, people like reference him as like a chucker. He, he, the dude, the <laughs> dude just likes to shoot. Okay. And he was a huge recruit for North Carolina and his his first year he was really good, and last year he was not. <laughs> Just right. very inconsistent. He he'd have one game where he went off for 26, 27 points, and then the next game he goes two of fifteen from the field for seven points. So he brings offensive power anyway. I guess if you want to say it like that, and that's what Michigan needs. They need someone who can score. So hopefully we get the good version of him. Um, but I'll tell you this: I mean, a lot of my coworkers, friends, um, you know, diehard North Carolina fans like we are in Michigan. They weren't mad to see him go. So like yeah. it's one of one of those things. I mean, it was kind of like a eh, all right, he's transferring. Oh well. So yeah. It, like I said, Michigan needed someone. They needed yeah. players. So 
Man, it's it just it's going to be a, just enjoy the Lions season, Michigan football season, because good God, state state's gearing up to just spank Michigan maybe two or three times next year. Uh, well, I see state. I mean, state. If you're a state fan, you are getting geared up for next year. Yep. And they're in the Maui. I saw they're playing in the Maui Invitational. Did right. I see? I don't know if it's next year or the year after. They're like playing it on Thanksgiving Day in a, yes. in a ranked matchup right after the Lions. I I mean, they're returning everybody, but Hauser. It, it Izzo, you know, kind of put a little bit more pep in his step. I mean, they got a good recruiting class coming in. They're landing recruits. Whereas Michigan, it's like we're just we're like I had one of my buddies. I was with him when Love um, signed, and he was like cheering like through the roof about this like sign. And I like couldn't believe it. I, like, uh, yeah, it's a good portal pickup. It's it's not changing anything that Michigan this program is. It, it, it still feels like we're kind of Juwan loves that portal man, and I don't I don't see how that's going to build Michigan. Uh, to what they were obviously with Beeline, which maybe that'll never be the case again. But I just Michigan's never going to be a top tier transfer portal location. So I just I don't agree with building your roster year after year in that portal when it's you're just going to be getting the secondary guys that the the Kentuckys, the North Carolina, the Dukes that they don't really want. Uh, and and Love has some promise. He's shown it, like I said, as a freshman stud recruit. Uh, I, I like it. Let's see what he can do. But I'm not exactly jumping for joy at the signing. Yeah, amen. And and by the way, you know, Michigan State, have to, we've talked about it before. Hauser's not 100% gone. Yeah, I mean, there's still a sliver of a chance. He has another year of eligibility left, right? right. So, I know he's not going to go to the NBA and sign a big contract. I wouldn't think. No. So yeah. Why not come back? Absolutely. All right. Uh, good stuff, fellas. Let's uh, finish strong with a little entertainment tonight. And uh, we'll take care of that right after this. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. All right, guys, I'll start off real quick like that today's Patriots Day. They had the Boston Marathon. It's the 10th anniversary of that uh, terrorist bombing. And I checked out Netflix. They got a three-part doc about the, the bombing and the and all that went on. A whole heck of a lot of never be never before seen stuff. I highly recommend if, if you know if you can stomach watching it again, you know, but it was really well done. And it was three one hour segments on Netflix. Uh, I really enjoyed it as far as seeing the behind the scenes stuff. It was really well done. Yeah, yeah, I did see the promo for that. And I would, I'd be definitely interested in watching that because I I mean, like like the three of us probably do. I remember that day vividly. I was living oh. in Connecticut at the time. And I was, I went over to a casino, uh, Foxwoods that's over like towards, it's like in between Boston and uh, Bristol where I lived. Um, so we were only an hour or so away from Boston and we were sitting in a bar and, you know, looking at the TV and all of a sudden we start seeing all the headlines and we were like, wait, what is like, is this real? You know, it's one of those, again, I mean, now sadly kind of starting to become numb to these Mm -hmm. like ridiculous headlines when we see them. But, you know, it was one of those, when we saw it, we were like, what? Like, no way this is happening at the Boston marathon. So anyway, um, still a super sad thing that happened. So I I bet that documentary would be, like you said, maybe tough to watch at times, but yeah, also 
uh, compelling, I guess. Uh, it's a bit of history, and it was, it was like I said, real well done. If if you're into documentaries, and I am, I mean, I give that you know three th three uh, stars for the three point podcast rating. Uh, maybe a little less than that, but also on Netflix, fun movie, Murder Mystery Two. Did you see that one, Jared? No. Adam I feel, like Matt, I, mean, I feel like Matt's gonna Matt. Have you seen it? I haven't. Seen I have it. It's. I, I want to watch it because yeah. you know Sandler. I definitely want to watch it. Sandler, Aniston. I mean, it's not a bad combination. The way I put down in my notes, it was a nice Sunday afternoon movie. I mean, it was. Right. It was fun. It's exactly what you would expect, you know. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't cost you anything extra being on Netflix, and it, it's it's worth watching. I think you'll enjoy yeah. it, Matt. I, you know, like I've said, when whether it was a. Uh, uh, what was the ridiculous Halloween movie that he put out? Um, I'm I'm blanking on the name of that Halloween movie he put either. out. But, but, oh, Hubie Halloween. Hubie yeah, Halloween. Hubie Halloween. <laughs> Can't forget that, man. <laughs> like the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it was pretty bad, but also like it was so, so bad was it was pretty say, good. <laughs> what I was trying to say is like with these Sandler movies, you have to go into it knowing you're not getting like an Oscar nominated movie. You're getting ridiculous. Adam Sandler, he knows he's probably just messing oh, around with the script and stuff like that so you got to go into it with that right the throwaway I did lines see, though i don't want to what's that the throwaway lines he has in the, in those movies are are pretty funny you know just that's what i mean like that's what i appreciate about him I, I i can almost see him being like i'm gonna put the stuff in these movies that they didn't let me put in like legitimate <laughs> movies i'm gonna right. just be absolutely ridiculous with them also, I got to send a shout out to our our fan Craig. Uh, you know, he's he's probably the world's biggest Jonas Brother fan. Uh, but uh, I did check out the recent Saturday Night Live with uh, host Molly Shannon, and I have to admit something, Craig. Uh, both songs they played, they were solid tunes, man. They they were excellent. I don't know if you guys. I mean, they'll be played on Z ninety two five The Castle in their rotation. I guarantee. <laughs> one name of the one song was Waffle House, and the other one was called Walls. And they were both pretty good songs, man. I enjoyed it. How these were Jonas Brother bangers. Role? You're saying these are Jonas Brother hits? Yeah, yeah. yeah. New that songs. They, that, I think they're new ones, right? Because yeah, I, they're I'm the new ones. Jared, Jared really you good. know way more about the Joe Bros than I do. Because it was when they came out. You know, I was maybe a little old for when they came out, and then so I've just I've never really gotten into them. But from what I hear, anyway, they've kind of transitioned from their like boy band popish. And they're mm -hmm. trying to become more like, you know, kind of a rock band. Yeah, know? they had a they had a good backup band behind them. I mean, it was yeah. take my word for it. Check it out on YouTube. I I thought it was pretty good. And yeah. from for, coming from me, I don't know. Yeah. I, so so you're you're referencing Taylor Swift. Now you're referencing Jonas Brothers. Now, all you got to do now is bring back, you know, when you talk about Miley Cyrus and you're you're checking all of them off for our yeah, younger fans. Miley Cyrus can I love how in our Ted Entertainment segment every week there's just like a portion for SNL news. So maybe that's like <laughs> the new subsection of, of Ted Entertainment. So we got to get an update on SNL every week. I'm going to go farther back than that for you, Jared. My final thing that, you know, uh, I'm excited to be back with you boys. Uh, radio related, okay? Every Sunday at 9 o'clock on Sirius XM, the 70s channel, they play uh, – they play – Casey Kasem's American Top 40. They go back into the 70s on this date and play the Top 40. I don't miss it every week. I was out mowing the lawn, checking it out, just hearing those songs from the 70s and what order they're in and Casey Kasem's delivery. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer for sure. I just had to throw that out there that that's on my listening list every Sunday at 9. So there you go. That's Check cool. That, 
I've seen along those lines, I've, I come across a lot of people do, whether they're radio VJ or DJs or whatever, they do TikToks and they'll do like on this day in R&B, on this day in pop, you know, whatever music they pick and they play like the top five or something like that. I, I love those too, because maybe you forget some of them. Yeah. So, um, so that's definitely cool. I was going to ask Jared, do you, do you know who Casey Kasem is? Like, no, is that your idea? Because uh, I, I definitely remember. I mean, that that voice. I mean, obviously you for sure, Ted. But even oh, yeah. me, you know, growing up, I, Casey Kasem's top forty was Absolutely. a huge deal. I was going to ask, like, Jared, do you even know what that is? No idea. No, I, I, I yeah, no. Real I, quick, I'll tell. He does a countdown from number forty. It's the pop chart that week. Number forty, all the way up to number one. He does long distance dedications. He has this classic. DJ voice from the time. I mean, check it out. Look it up sometime. Casey Kasem was one of a kind. Um, and he grew up in Detroit. So yeah. w- one thing I do wonder. So this is every week on this day in history. Do they change like years? Because say it's going to be like yeah. the same list. No, they week. change years. You never know every week. You know, this week it was uh, this week in 1977. So it was pretty heavy disco laced, you know. <laughs> Sometimes it'll be the early 70s, which... Man, there was some bad music in the early 70s, so you never know what you're going to get, but uh, it's 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 definitely a flashback for us old-timers, and even for somebody your age, because you have a pretty eclectic taste, Jared, I think. Matt, I know you do, too. It'd be worthwhile just checking it out if you have Sirius or get a chance to. Um, I was going to ask you one more thing. That's all I had on my list, but Matt, there was an uproar on Netflix this week. <laughs> Fill oh, me yeah. in a little bit about this uh, reality show that yeah. everybody's up in arms about. So I got kind of roped into it a little bit. I'm not blaming my wife because I ended up enjoying the show, but Jared, I'm sure you know about it too. I'm, I'm curious if you got pulled into it, like if your girlfriend watches it or something. But so the name of the show is Love is Blind. Mm-hmm. It's one of those ridiculous um, reality shows where they bring the, the concept is actually very interesting. So they bring a bunch of people, you know, single people into um, you know, basically a property or whatever. And it's a bunch of guys and girls. And the whole point is to see who you can fall in love with and hopefully marry. But the like curveball, I guess, is for the first two weeks, I believe you're talking to um, the, the men or women, but with a wall in between you. So you're talking, you're getting to know each other. You're, you know, the whole point is to try and really delve in and get some like personal stuff, but you have no idea what they look like. So throughout that time, you then decide, you know, maybe who you want to go with, who you fall in love with. And then there's a big reveal. You meet each other face to face. And, you know, obviously that's very dramatic because it might be completely different than what you were picturing them. So I like that's actually pretty interesting to be like, right. you know, you might feel like you're starting to fall in love with someone and then you see them and you're like, yep, yeah, nope, not my type or, you know, whatever the scenario is. Uh-huh. And then it follows them for a couple of weeks and then they kind of live with each other and they then they actually, you know, are supposed to interact and then they get to see all the contestants. So, you know, they might be like, there's this one over here that I was starting to fall in love with and I actually like her more. So, you know, then the drama starts and then, you know, the arguing and the fighting and, you know, obviously there's backstabbing and all this stuff kind of happens because it's one of those ridiculous shows. <laughs> and um, so what this one was just to tell you, so what what happened last night is the reunion show. So obviously, you know, this show was taped and it aired, it aired recently, but it was taped, you know, a year ago. Right. So they had the reunion show last night where they have most of the contestants back on and it's, it was streaming live on Netflix and so many people wanted to watch it. It basically shut down Netflix oh, wow. and they ended up, it ended up coming back because my, my wife and I were trying to watch it 
and we watched something else for a little bit and then we saw they finally got the stream figured out and um it was it it's just one of those things where like i said it's it's smut television it is just ridiculous but it pulls you in because you know you 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 get pulled you get suckered in because whether you start to like a couple of the contestants or you want to see how some of the love stories play out you know whatever it is and you have to see you have to like see it through because you start wondering like oh are they going to make it through and get married here you know whatever i've told my wife though i would be the worst contestant for one of these shows because i just laugh the whole time at how they act like this is like so real life serious <laughs> and like you're really going to fall in love and like find your wife or husband in this little six week span where you, all you're doing is you're basically on vacation. There's no real life stuff happening. You're not living that day to day, going to work daily grind type mm-hmm. of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, of course they're all loving it. Cause they're on vacation. Everything's paid for by the TV network right now and all that. So yeah, wait till they move home and have to start doing the dishes and start doing each other's laundry and start, you know, doing all that stuff. Then you're really going to find out. And I just, you know, it's one of those, it, it's a ridiculous TV show, but when they like, some of them are acting like it's so dramatic and serious. I'm just like, you joined this ridiculous reality show thinking you were going to find your future husband. Like what? Come on, let, let's pump the brakes. But I did get sucked in. Really? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I've seen the first season of that show that came, like, I think it dropped right at the heart of COVID right when we were all locked down. So I watched it. It's, yeah. I can see the appeal of it. It is it's a it's an interesting concept i I, you know the way it's set up and they're talking like i don't think if i was in this show and i was talking to somebody through a wall i don't care if i'm talking to them for 40 hours i don't think i'd ever connect with them like at all (laughs) but they seem to (laughs) there's been some success stories from this show uh it's funny seeing that i had no idea what was going on i thought i figured like the whole netflix app had shut down or something yeah comes out it was just this uh this show uh, but no, I mean, Ted, I think we, I think really what we really need on Ted Entertainment tonight, you, enough of the, you know, and your gluttony for pain, man. I mean, you love these, you know, the Boston Marathon documentary, the, the <laughs> Dateline Mysteries, the, the even murder history, the Datelines. Can we get a honest, even if you watch just one episode of one of these shows, whether it's, you know, uh, the other one that comes to my head is Too Hot to Handle, where it's essentially they Sounds get all good. these hot singles in their, you know, early 20s and you can't touch each other for, <laughs> that seems that, actually that one seems more your speed. That's probably what you'd like. That's the so, concept. Yeah. That is it. Oh, yeah. Basically, there's like a money pot, and if you touch each other uh, sexually, basically the the pot dwindles. You know what? You'd probably like that one. You should just give that one a watch. Next thing I know, you'd probably binge all four seasons of that one. Is that on so, Netflix? Oh yeah. Okay. So why don't you give that one a watch, even if it's just one episode, and give us a review next week? Oh, what's it called again? Oh, he's actually intrigued. Too hot to handle. Too hot to handle. Is it with the number two hot to handle? No. <laughs> too hot to handle. If, it, right. if you look up, if you looked up, love is blind. That yeah. one would come up. All the other ones, like these ones that come up. Should I watch? So between the two of you, which one should I watch? Too hot to handle, or the, maybe the first episode of Love? I mean, is Love blind. is Love is Blind is topical right now. But I just knowing you and what you like, I think Too Hot to Handle might be more your speed. All right. What do you think? <laughs> There is there is one too. I'm not I'm, I'm not sure if it's Netflix or if it was network television. I think it's Netflix, but the, the this one, um, a bunch of co-eds uh join, you know, same thing. They go to a an all-inclusive resort or whatever it is. But the twist is that the the guys that are there trying to find their female, it's all their moms. 
Oh, so I saw that listed. <laughs> yes. So they're they're mingling with their buddies that are trying to hook up with their mom. So Milf Island. <laughs> right. I don't know where they come up with some of this stuff, man. I I did I did watch one years ago that was called Temptation Island. It was kind yeah. of along those lines, but uh, yeah, I'll check that out. I'll too hot to handle. Right? Is that what it was? Yeah, that's it. Take your pick. Take. Why don't you watch a trailer of both of them and you give us a review of one episode of one of them? All right. It's just it's funny to me, like when you when you hear the you know when they're like their uh confessionals or whatever when they're just talking solo to the camera and i get maybe some real feelings are involved i'm not trying to bag on it too much but i'm just like you can't be taking this that seriously like you really can't have gone into this thinking you were legitimately going to find your true love because then you know there's a part where they take the people and they meet their parents or they meet their families and it's like i can't imagine being the parents and being like Looking at your kid and being like, "Are you serious about this? Like, are you really?" It's kind of like Netflix spin on uh, The Bachelor, isn't it? It's kind of the same. It really is, and it's smart that they're doing it. They they turn out the like Love Is Blind. Like I said, like I think this first season was right at the start of COVID. They've already like season four now. Like season five is about to come out. Like they turn them out quick. Yeah. Now now let me ask you one thing before we wrap it up. Uh, I'll try to be PC. I mean, when they when they pull up when they pull apart the blinds, are there are there duds once in a while where they go, oh. That's yeah, you could tell. In, in fact, in this season, there was one where um, you know they they choose each other, and when they pulled apart the blinds, the girl looked at the guy, and you could tell she was just completely like, nope. They yeah. they tried to work it out, but the whole time when they were like on their dates, you could tell she was completely checked out. So yeah, okay. they, and that's what I mean. Yeah. That that's where I'd be too blunt. You right. know, they try to act like no, it, it's all about you know appearances right. and everything. It's because mm-hmm. we fell in love behind this wall. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, I understand that, but physical attraction is a very big thing when it comes yes, to it. it and I'd is. be like, I'd be like, sorry, you're not my type. I mean, we, we right. might have got got along behind this wall, but sorry. Well, and it's like, work. well, I mean, it's like there's no duds. I would also okay. I would, like they're right. all like good looking, decent looking. Yes, man. right. I guess duds to some people. Right. Like right. right. So no, it's it, I we just need we need your reaction, man. It, all right. All right. I got an assignment. I got an assignment. So the next three point <laughs> podcast. Well, let's wrap this one up, boys. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, which include uh Skymint Cannabis from Farm to Stash, grown right here in Michigan, over 20 locations now. No joke bundles for deals on flour, pre-rolls, and edibles. Right now, big discounts on the flour. Gift cards available. If you're over 21, check them out at SkyMint.com. At the Corona store, use coupon code 3.20 for 20% off SkyMint products for first-time customers and tell them 3 Point Podcast sent you over there. Also, I want to thank the Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center. A lot of good things going on, including children's swimming lessons underway. Give them a call. Get in line for the May lessons coming up got the nice pool there you can learn how to swim great great option also the uh, wellness center is going to be hosting a spring open house saturday april 29th 10 o'clock to one free admission over 20 health and wellness vendors and of course the membership includes uh free use of the skytrack locker rooms private showers all that goes with it and again coming up on thursday evening at 6 30 fun and games with kayla and how do you say this boot camp jared tabata 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 that's with Sean and Saturday also boot camp again with Sean on a Saturday morning. For more details, follow and like on Facebook. Get more information, memorialhealthcare.org. I also want to thank our local partners who are a big part of this podcast, AZ Printing Solutions. Just moved to uh, newer digs at 114 West Main Street in Owasso, Capital Sports Fieldhouse. 
Make sure you take your sports training to the next level there. What a great addition to downtown Owasso. See our auctions, Michigan's leader in online auctions, Nelson House Funeral Homes. They served our family and been serving our area since 1880. Rivals Tap House and Grill, they wanted to pass on. The patio is now open. They're going to be getting with me with some upcoming big news on the menu. And thanks also to Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, saving you big money on home loans. Don't forget to give us a follow on the socials at 3PointPod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Speaking of YouTube, if you want to see my brother George's YouTube presentation on my dad, just check it out, George Fattel. You can find it from there. Also, boys, I didn't run this by you, but you know, I've had a few comments from people. You know, we get, we see some things on social media where people disagree with things we we talk about. Hey, we're open for rebuttals. If you if you hear some I say, Matt says, Jared says, we're big boys. We can take it if you disagree with us. Record it on your phone. Send it to our email address, and we'll pop you on the podcast. Send it to 3pointpod at gmail.com. Does that sound like a deal? Sounds like a deal. And I, I love hearing rebuttals because, you know, sometimes if, if we don't disagree, I think something's going wrong. Exactly. <laughs> if we all agree on something, I'm like, wait, this can't be right. Boring. <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, that's that's it. Peace and love, everybody. Be kind. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Hey gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan chapter serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease and every 90 minutes someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org. Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to 3pointpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.